to the MLM You Decide podcast, a show created to equip you with the resources to make up your own mind about the topic of MLM network marketing. We are your hosts. I'm Laura Evans. And I'm Janine Finney, and we are passionate about bringing clarity to this subject. We get it. MLM is a polarizing issue. On one hand are the insider people who believe in the business model, the possibilities it presents, and are frustrated because others just don't see it. On the other side are the outsiders, skeptical of the promises, annoyed and offended that it keeps coming up. And in the middle are the people who really have no idea. Wherever you are, if you're trying to decide if MLM network marketing is for real, and even more importantly, if it could possibly be a fit for you, you've come to the right place. So today we are going to talk about another one of the common misconceptions and topics, which is the high failure rate. Why do so many people fail in this business and only a few make it to the top? Yeah, we hear this a lot and I, I feel sorry that we allow ourselves to be to fall prey to sensationalized uh, viewpoints like that. You know, it's sort of an extreme viewpoint of everybody fails or nobody's successful or you're going to lose all your money or, you know, just those dramatic extremes are not what the reality is. Uh, the reality is there are a lot of people and failure is such a how do you define that? How do you do the, the definition of success and failure is very individualized. Let me just share some statistics with you from the Small Business Association. So the Small Business Association says that 96% of small businesses fail within their first five years. And the top two reasons that businesses fail are lack of effective marketing or lack of capital to invest <laughs> to grow. And let's remember, small business means you've probably invested quite a bit of money to get involved in that. MLM network marketing, on the other hand, shows a 93%, if you will, um, not retaining or failure rate, if you want to call it, lack of retention, attrition rate, 93% fall out and don't continue as a promoter, as a wellness partner, as a consultant, a representative. And uh, that's well within, actually below that statistic. So I, I feel it's not you know, reasonable to say, it's certainly not statistically proven to say that everybody fails in this. No, not everybody fails, and what your definition of failure varies. Um, but I wanna do, I do wanna address Oftentimes in articles, and it's sloppy journalism, in articles I will see a, a, a journalist or a writer cite, oh, the FTC has a document that shows 99% of people never make any money in their network marketing, multi-level marketing venture. And that is not an FTC document. That is a document editorial written by a, a doctor, a PhD, who is deceased now, um, who really was angry and bitter against multi-level marketing and network marketing. He did not have access 
to private uh, proprietary information of the IRS or of companies. He based it on his own analysis and came to this conclusion and lobbied the FTC to outlaw multi-level marketing and network marketing many years ago. And that document, because it was an editorial, is attached to uh, the editorial area of the FTC website. It is not an FTC document. The FTC stands behind direct selling and multi-level marketing as a legal form of business. And if you haven't heard us address that on a prior episode, you can check that out. They even have guidelines of what to look for. So I just want to clarify that uh, failure is is not um, is is not is not as common or it has to be defined by who the person is and what they're expecting. So what do you think, Janine? Yeah, I think the other thing that really contributes, it's another situation where I feel like we're getting half the truth. So some of the things that are being said are true, but they're not the whole truth. And I think what happens with the numbers is that um, when people, when they're looking at the numbers of people that are considered reps, consultants, um, they're counting a lot of people that are signing up for that position designation for the discount. There are so many people that sign up as a consultant as rep because they love the products and they're going to order a lot of products and they want to get the deepest discount that they can. So all of those people are put into the pool and counted as people that are not being successful in the business when they never had any intention of doing the business in the first place. So that's one of the really big um, challenges, I think, with being discerning about these numbers. The other thing is that I think not everybody's goals are the same. I mean, if we ask somebody to define success, well, maybe for somebody that was to make $200 a month to you know, make a car payment or something. I mean, it's, it, everybody's goals are different. And we are assuming that everybody wants to get to that top uh, 2 or 3% um, of the company, and not everybody is trying to get there. So it's, it's a very difficult um, topic to really gain clarity about what we're really talking about. And then the other thing um, that I think is really important to mention, too, is that the barrier to entry in this profession is so low. I mean, it basically, anybody with any kind of background there, anybody can get into this business if they have a social security number and are breathing. And so it's easy to get in and it's easy to get out. And because there's no skin in the game, because people are not making a very big investment, they can, you know, they can get into the business and, and say they were in the business and get right back out, which would never happen if somebody had just mortgaged their home to buy a franchise or to start a business. So again, it's, a, it's another um, contributor to the fact that it's very, very hard to discern what a high failure rate even means. Yes, I agree. I mean, comparison steals joy. 
in so many aspects of life. And of course, you know, today with social media, I think it's easier for us to make comparisons than ever before. But comparison's a joy stealer. And it, it's just not reasonable to for people to compare where they are to where somebody else is and what their definition of success is um, or what their satisfaction is with that. Um, and I, I also believe that the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, is taking a more, a stronger role, and you see it more in the news today than I think years ago. Uh, it's easier for them to identify and spot where, where someone or a company is misleading people. There are many ethical companies out there and many ethical representatives. Um, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, as the old saying is. That's what we encourage you to do is be open-minded. Just because some companies or somebody did something that wasn't representing their, their business well doesn't mean everybody is like that. And I, um, I, I, I find that in particular, income claims and product claims um, are, are where FTC is getting more involved in policing and they can identify it. And we're going to have some episodes on that too. In closing, what I want, the point I want to make about this too, is setting an expectation. You know, um, we're in a society these days where if you are on the team, you know, a little league soccer, everybody gets a trophy. You know, there's, there's not necessarily an MVP. Uh, we're, we've kind of created this culture where everybody wins for showing up. And business is not like that, y'all. Um, business doesn't work like that. Uh, yes, we should all treat one another well, and we should look for how we can learn and skill up. But you can't compare where one person is that has no experience versus where someone is that has a lot of experience and say that you're coming to a conclusion that this doesn't work and that there's a high failure rate when you have just what you talked about, Janine. You're attracting a lot of people with no prerequisite. Um, no, no, you know, no big financial commitment. Um, it's the most equal opportunity that there is out there. It, it, there's no consideration for race, gender, education, background, experience, skill set, talent. None of that matters. If you love the products, you could make money doing this if you apply yourself and learn how to do it. And uh, I just think that, you know, that comparison and setting the right expectation is really important. And uh, I, I hope that what we've talked about here has given you that are listening something to think about and, and that you're open-minded enough to maybe changing what your limiting beliefs have been around this industry. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. We hope you gained some clarity from today's show. If you did, please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. Because when you share it and drop a review, it helps other people find us and helps us get this message out. Please join us each week to hear from people who are in the trenches and have their own personal experience with this business. And if you'd like to learn more about this topic, subscribe to our show and visit our website. We'd also like to recommend two books co-authored by Janine Finney and her daughter, Lori Murhead, The Flip-Flop CEO and Does the Shoe Fit? The Guide to Help You Decide. 
We invite you to join our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn communities as well. Be sure to tune in to our next episode because making a decision with only half the information could be the most expensive mistake you can make.